Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino here, back once again for the eighth time in this podcast series to talk with the greatest guy around, Josh Wiggler, about who he talked to in the Survivor 35 preseason. Josh, how are you? The greatest guy around, Howard. Yeah, that's right. So, Josh, how are you doing now? How are you feeling that we're starting to get towards? You've been Mr. Preseason Survivor Heroes versus Healers versus Hustlers, and that light is at the end of the tunnel for you. There he goes, Mr. Preseason. Um, man, I'm Mr. Cool September. With, I'm cool. I'm cool with the with the getting to the end of the tunnel. This has mm-hmm. been a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, I'm just ready for people to like know everything that I know, and then we can start the season proper. So I'm 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 antsy for that moment, but I'm also really psyched to dig into these final four interviews that we've got coming up. Two of which we'll do today, uh, starting with your winner pick, Rob. Oh, you already you, made your winner well, pick. You, you uh, are throwing the, out my uh, exclusive that I was going to oh drop gosh. here. Oh yes. my gosh! I'm so sorry to yes. scoop you, but okay. that's yes. my role as a reporter. So we have here, yes, Jessica and Alan. That I had made Jessica my winner pick for the season. And actually, this was a ballsy move on my part. Uh, it's sort of like uh, just to put some stakes on this. I have not heard this interview that you did. And I made her my winner pick without hearing this interview. Maybe a little bit of that. I had not heard any particular interview that I absolutely fell out of my chair of the first 14 that we've listened to so far. So, so you're banking on somebody from the final four, which is number one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Uh, Nicole and I did our cast preview the other night. We had that in our Patreon podcast feed, but I also made that available to the public at large. If you want to hear Nicole Stradamus and who she ended up making her winner pick, you can hear our full cast assessment. I really got into how I think each of the tribes are going to do on our Patreon page. It's open to the public. You don't have to be a patron to listen to it. You can just listen to it right from... Rob has a website.com slash patron. And so uh, I'm very interested in Jessica. I was just very impressed with her from her appearance in First One Out. And I really feel strongly about the Healers tribe, where I think that even though they may lose somebody before the swap, I feel like that I think Hustlers is going to be a disaster. I think Heroes is going to be the tribe that gets targeted. And I feel like that somebody from Healers will ultimately win this game. I was impressed with Jessica when I spoke with Jessica. Uh, so this is, you know, we're talking about the final four people to come across my Fijian cubicle here, you know, starting with Jessica being the fourth to last. And by the time we were getting there, it was getting late in the day. These interviews are running really, really long. I'm wondering if there's anybody that I can yada yada through, but I'm having such a fun time talking to everybody. And I have to admit just reading the bio, I was ready to yada yada through Jessica Johnston. She was going to be my yada yada. And she sat across from me and I was just instantly sucked in. I was like, oh my God, you're super fun. You're incredibly, incredibly fun. Uh, you clearly want to play this game. You clearly want to make the most of your experience out here. Your enthusiasm is infectious. I'm going to talk to you probably for longer than the last three interviews. We ended up talking for a good little while. So I really, really liked Jessica when I spoke with her, and I was totally prepared to kind of just phone that interview in just to give myself one break. Uh, But she was great. She was so much much fun. So, you know, if, if we are always talking about how the social game cannot be overemphasized, just the importance of how important it is to be likable and to be friendly and to be able to play up those aspects of Survivor. Uh, she certainly charmed me instantly. So uh, curious to get your take 
on her RHAP section of that interview. All right, here's Jessica, the 29-year-old nurse practitioner and member of the Healers Tribe. Jessica, you are on Rob Has a Podcast right now. Do you know what Rob Has a Podcast is? I've heard of Rob. You've heard of Rob Has a Podcast. Yeah, Rob has a lot of fans. Rob has a lot of fans. Rob Rob has... Hold off. We're off to a good start. Off to a good start. This is good so far. So far, so good. Yes. Famous. Rob is famous. He is the best. He is not here, but I am here on his behalf. And what you I look like Rob. I look similar to Rob only because we've kind of merged <laughs> at this point. We talk to each other a lot. We're going through something that we've been calling survivor speed dating, though it oh, hasn't been man, going I so fast. Stink at dating. Oh, it's fine. We'll be all right. I think Will we? Got, we? We've got good rapport. We? I think we're doing. Do we not? I guess. Oh my so. God. Maybe you are a good liar. Oh God. I thought that we had good rapport. Can we start with an appetizer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, oh, wait up. Over here. No shoe cocktail. No. I've got some Pringles in my bag. We could eat those. So you ready to go through I, this? You know, let's just... Rip off the Band-Aid. Rip it off. You know, I got a Brazilian wax for this. Let me tell you about ripping off a Band-Aid. That's another reason why I'm not going home first. Oh, my God. I wanted to die. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Hold I'm- up. Whoa. <laughs> the date's going swimmingly so far. <laughs> right. Those Pringles were pretty good, by the way. You really did have Pringles in your bag? Yeah, genuinely. I also had chicken chips. Chicken chips? Chicken chips. Everybody who played Survivor in Fiji, I'm sure, knows what the chicken chips are. You guys chime in if you know what chicken chips are. Survivor Fijians. Damn. Never had a child, but I know that was worse than bearing a child. Oh, God. I better not see one hair growth this entire time. <laughs> right. Well, I don't have any follow-up questions about the Brazilian wax. We can just leave the details right where they are. Uh, Jessica, why are you on Survivor? I'm on Survivor to push myself as hard as I can. I feel like I've done that in my life, and this is the ultimate challenge, and I'm ready to kill it. Cool. Um, Who are you going to try to play like? Previous Survivor players, anybody in Survivor history that you want to model your game after, or anybody you respect and you want to take aspects of their game? Oh, gosh. There's so... Oh, my gosh. There's so many people. Honestly, there's not one person that I plan to play exactly like. You know, I'm going to take a little bit from everyone. I'm going to keep my head down. I'm going to build relationships. I'm going to try to stay undetected. At the same time, I'm going to have sub-alliances. I think that's one of the tickets to getting to the end is having a majority and having a sub-alliance and knowing when to make the right moves and knowing not to play with your emotions all the time. Cool. Do you have a least favorite Survivor player? Is there somebody in Survivor who you're just I mean, not a fan Russell of? isn't Russell the least favorite of so many people? The bottom line is, I love a good villain. I do. Like, it makes it interesting and fun. But come on, if anyone ever dumped my water out, it would be the end. However, I'm such a hypocrite because that's the person I want to align with. So though I don't like him and I think that he's the worst. So you want to align with the worst. Yeah, because guess what happened? He got to the end. Did he win? No. He got to the end twice and he lost twice. exactly. So that's my ticket. Cool. Cool, cool. She's making a lot of sense so far, Josh. I know. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. Cool. Um, How do you plan to start? Ideal day one. You know, the game begins. You're with your tribe. You get back to camp. How does that day go if it goes perfectly for you? For me, honestly, it would be to evaluate other people's personalities. Like, obviously, I have a loud mouth. I can banter with the best of them, and I don't think that's to my best interest. I think that that'll make me stand out, and so I plan to keep my head down. I plan to see who kind of evolves as the leader and then feed into that. I don't want to be the leader. I want to be the helper. I want to, you know, be the worker. And I want to, I want someone to say, she's a hard worker. We're going to keep her. And then I want to be the one to begin to be kind of forming a majority. But I never want to come out and say, 
let's do this. I always want to start with an open-ended. Like, what do you think? What do you think about her, him, who, you know? Like, that would be my perfect day if the light is not on me. Cool. Um, are you going to spend much time looking for idols? Are you going to be the idol hunter out here? I am 100% going to be the idol hunter. I think it's ridiculous if you don't. That's your ticket. I mean... And it's fun. Now, granted, you take a risk. Like, if people see you wander off like a maniac at all times of the day and night, obviously you're looking for an idol. But I have some ideas in my head to cover my tracks, and, you know, I might have to poop a lot, or I'm going to go get you a coconut as I stick my hand in 50 holes that I see. So, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to kill it. Cool. I love it. Um, How much Survivor have you seen? Oh, I've seen so many. It's embarrassing. And, like, yeah. Yeah, I have seen a lot. You've seen a lot of Survivor. What's your yeah. favorite season? Oh my gosh, I loved Second Chances. Really, that was was my favorite up until I watched season thirty three, and I was like, oh, Millennials man, that Gen X. Yeah, yep, yep. Who was your favorite? Who did you like? Oh my goodness, there were so many. Oh my gosh, I loved. Um, honestly, I loved Adam. Yeah. Like I kept going between him and help me, the guy with the curly hair who had mom issues as well. Uh, Jay. Yeah, Jay. I love Jay. Like I was rooting for Jay. Like they have. It was hard to see men cry over their moms. Like. That's, that means they, that means they love women, and I love a guy who loves their mom. And so, like, I really had a heart for both of them. So when it came to the end, I was rooting for Jay because ultimately Jay really believed that Adam was going to take him to the end. Ultimately, but Adam knew he wasn't taking Jay, so I didn't like that. And so I immediately favored Jay. So. But Adam is the winner. Adam is the winner, and he should be. He Good should. job, Adam. I love you. Um, the best advice you received before you came out here. What uh, was that? A hundred percent, Jessica. Don't get emotionally attached. Don't play with your heart. Don't play with your emotions. Shut that down. Like, I'm a lover. Like, I love people and I care. Like, I really, really care about people and I care about their heart and I care about the way they feel. But ultimately, and that's going to be the hard thing I, you know, do in this game is how do I be selfish? Like, people play on emotions. Like, they want to hurt. They want to offend. And I don't want to do that. Um, and I don't think I will intentionally, but I can't cater to everybody. And I'm going to have to be selfish with my game. And if I have to blindside someone I'm, I'm, I'm tied to, if it's going to benefit me, I'm going to have to do it. Is that going to be tough, though? Yeah. Oh, gosh. It'll be really tough because ultimately that hurts. Like, you can say it's a game all day long. But when you're put in this environment and you strip away everything that you need to live, you rely on the people you're with, knowing that you're sleeping with the enemy. Like, literally. Yeah. We're sleeping with the you're enemy. You're all sleeping together. Um, what's the sneakiest thing that you're willing to do out here? Oh, goodness. You know, honestly, I don't really know. I don't know what I'm capable of. One Are you going to surprise yourself? Yeah. One time in sixth grade, I stole a donut, and my mom <laughs> made me go back and pay for the donut <laughs> I stole. And I was like, Mom... Anyway, so yeah, I don't... Was it a good donut? Oh, it was so good. What kind of donut I don't even was know. It's it probably chocolate. chocolate. I love chocolate. Okay, cool. You know, so I don't know what I'm capable of. I know that I'm capable of building relationships. I have no fear that I'm going to love these people, and I really don't have a fear that they're going to love me. But I, I don't know what I'm capable of as far as how devious I can get. I hope I don't have to get too devious. We'll see. You know, that's why we got to go back. I got to have a buddy, the demon, over here helping me out. Nice. Um... What are other players going to dislike about you? Is there something that you know they're just going to be like, uh-uh, not into it? No, I don't I don't think I have anything. I And I'm thankful for that. I think my worst quality is my loudness. I think that I cater very well to different environments. I'm like a, what's that animal? A squid. 
You're like a squid? Yeah. A calamari? No, yes. I'm like a calamari. I change color. Calamari Takahashi? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what the color changing squid is. Okay, I'm, Maybe it's from Oz. I I'm don't know. bad with yeah. my words. But I'm like, you know, a freaking calamari. I change, I adapt. So I, I don't think that there's going to be anything that someone is like, oh man, Jessica's so annoying. I wish Jessica would sleep with her mouth closed or something. You know, I don't think I have that. Yeah. And for the record, we also know nothing about calamari. We might be wildly wrong about the animal. Absolutely. Something that adapts. Just like you were wildly wrong about calamari, Takash. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. Sorry, Keep playing sorry. the interview. Yes. You were like an adapter with which to plug into plugs all around the world. Like a curling iron. There you go. All right. So why should people pick you to win? Final question. Very easy. Because why think, are you going to be the person oh at the end gosh, of this thing? Because everyone loves a lover, right? I have a huge heart. If I could reach across this table and hug you, I would. And we can hug at the end. Okay. I hope we do. Like my character is huge. And I think that people want to root for someone who has a big character and a big heart. You know, I'm not trying to offend, hurt, lie, and steal, but I'm here to play the game. And so for the super fans out there, I'm going to play the game. And I, and honestly, this is a privilege. Like, And so I, my ultimate goal is to make the people who made this show excited that they chose me and the fans watching it excited to watch me because I want I mean I'm a fan and I know how excited I get when I see someone sticking their hands in a million holes and trying to kill a boar you know I want to kill a boar for (laughs) my fans so I think that it's just going to be exciting and that's that's why they should watch me do not kill a boar for your fans. <laughs> that is a slippery slope, my friend. That That has led to nothing but problems, okay? <laughs> it's totally true. <laughs> oh, God. Stick oh, to God. stealing donuts. Oh, my God. Okay, Jessica? Oh, Other gosh. than just killing the boar, <laughs> I heard nothing there that shook my confidence. So I walk away from this feeling very good, Josh. She is willing to work with uh, the most unlikable of people. She's self-interested. She's going to downplay her social game. She sounds like she's a very positive person. Seems like she has uh, good energy. I don't get what she's talking about with the squid. I've never heard anything like that. I don't understand but I think I understand no. the analogy. All right. Well, talk me through the analogy then so that I can understand. Well, I don't know why on. she chose a squid or a calamari instead of a chameleon. I don't understand. Chameleon seems to be the conventional animal you would use in that metaphor. So that maybe that's a little like their, her analogy game is not strong. But otherwise, but that's her biggest weakness. Yeah, that's all right. She's fun. She's fun. She's just fun to talk to. I I really enjoyed talking to her. I I was really I think when I when I when I stopped to think back on it and like try and really put myself back in that day. Um, I was going to say that nobody surprised me the way that Jessica did in terms of what I was expecting. But then Allie did drop that Patrick bombshell and that really kind of just blew me away. Uh, but outside of that, I think that just in terms of what I was expecting when I was about to sit across from Jessica, I just wasn't expecting much. And she just uh, grabbed me in immediately. Uh, so fun speed date. I thought that she was really fun. Can't be mad at that winner pick, Rob. We will place her into the rankings at the end of this podcast. And don't assume she's going to be automatically number one, because that's not how I'm looking at these things. OK, all right. All right. You'll have to talk me through that. I'll talk you through it. OK, it'll make sense. 
Let's talk about our second person today. Tell me about our former football player, Alan. Alan Ball. Uh, Alan Ball, who did not begin the speed dating portion of the podcast by comparing me to Jonah Hill. He, uh, he chose to do that at the very top of the entire interview, uh, which normally would have set a tone of like, oh, great. This is going to be fun. I'm going to have a great time here. Uh, but then I was pretty much instantly charmed by Alan as well. Uh, Alan was a guy who, you know, I don't know that I necessarily expect too much from the athletes, the professional athletes who come to play Survivor. It's a little hit or miss for me. Uh, not ever, everybody comes in there with like the intensity and the desire to play like a, like a Jeff Kent, uh, for example. Um, but Alan really talked a good game, I thought, when I was sitting across from him. Um, you know, he was talking about uh, how his line of work in the NFL and his decade in the NFL where you're constantly getting, you know, you're getting traded, people are coming in and out of the locker room, you're constantly having to adapt to new social situations. It felt to me like a lot of that really could translate to the game of Survivor. Um, I thought that Alan was really charismatic. I thought that he was really funny. Uh, I know he's getting a decent amount of traction for his comments on the other players because Alan does do this thing where he repeats himself over and over again. He repeats himself over and over again. He repeats himself over and over again. So that's definitely something that he does with his speech patterns that I find kind of endearing. Uh, so he was fun to talk to as well. Hey, in I fairness, think, uh, you and I are not the people that should be taking anybody to task no! with saying the same things over and over again. No, that's literally all we do. That's our lives. That's our livelihood. Uh, if so, we yeah. just said things once, these podcasts could be half as long. Short. Quick, and I'm sure many people would love that. Uh, well, they have long commutes, unfortunately. But unfortunately, right. we really do just every once in a while have to try and um, uh, stretch out a thought for uh, filling up <laughs> airtime. Occasionally, let me ask you a question about Alan. That my esteemed wife, in her preview of the cast, she said that she thought that Alan was sweating profusely. I did not get that. Can you enlighten us? Did you notice anything unusual about the amount that Alan was sweating in your conversation with him? Not memorably, not super memorably for me. Um, look, it was hot out there, it was a really hot set of days, uh, and we were in a pretty shaded spot too and it was still really hot so uh, we were all sweating so I, I mean I'm not the right person to ask because I was certainly pretty nasty myself mm -hmm. uh, you know my feet were disgustingly dirty and covered in bug bites and all sorts of stuff so uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not the right person. Not okay. the right person. We were all, we were all sweaty and messy. Let's leave it there. Okay. All right. So here is former NFL player, Alan Ball. Uh, would you like to go on a date with me? Okay. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> this is some survivor speed dating we're about to uh, okay. okay. So this is for, uh, the listeners of Rob has a podcast who are trying to determine who their winner pick of the season is going to be. Okay. So very simply, why are you on survivor? to accomplish I want to figure it's a challenge for me this is a new challenge this really is a newer challenge and um, to accomplish it it's going to be incredible for me for the simple fact that I know a lot of people's reasons for being here are different and the thing that I can give you an analogy playing football guys that don't last very long in the NFL are there for the wrong reasons if you're there for the money, if you're there for what the game can bring you, you won't be there long because you don't have that drive to be there. I'm not here for the money. The money's going to be great, but I got a lot 
more that I want to accomplish outside of winning that money. And I think just being here and being in this environment and being able to really use my mind in a way that I've never used my mind is going to take me to places personally because I'm challenging myself just being here. Who are you going to try to play like? Anyone from Survivor history that you're going to try and play like out here? One of my favorites is Jeremy. Cool. Yeah, Jer- good dude. Jeremy is one of my favorites, man. Uh, he is, you know, even though he had two chances, he learned what he needed to know that second time. Between you can watch it and you can see it, and just the way that Jeremy wasn't here trying to win every challenge, but Jeremy figured out the game that second time and know where he had to be and who he had to be behind. <laughs> to win that game. Jeremy is one of my favorites. So, cool. Jeremy, if I can, in some kind of way. Awesome. Who's your least favorite Survivor player? Who's somebody who you just know, not into it, get that person away off my TV screen? Sandra. Sandra? Sandra. I can't stand her. How come? She is the cockiest person that I've seen play this game. And you know, you win two times, you're supposed to be cocky. It's just like me on the football field. If I got the most picks in career and NFL history, I'm going to walk around like my shit don't stink, as I should, as you should. So no, but she is just, especially the, the season that we're... Game changers, yeah. You... If I was there, I every vote I want her. Like, I don't care. She has to go. Like, I don't care who else is here. She has to go. Like, she has to go. But I give her credit. She did her thing. But she is the cockiest. And that that rubs me some kind of way. And, I, you know, I, I respect her because she deserves it. But it just rubbed me wrong. It, and she wasn't my least favorite until this season. Okay. <laughs> so let's say that it just started just now. Fair enough. Yeah, okay. Um, how do you plan to start? Day one rolls around. The game begins. You're with your tribe. You get to your beach. How does your perfect first day of this game go? <laughs> we figure out a way how to get fired. <laughs> um, I, I make. I want to make sure I make my my role in, in helping my tribe. You know, um, I think to start, that's important for me. Is just to establish that I'm here to help. I'm here to push people, pat people on the ass, good job. You know, that's. I just want to be encouraging. I just want to be a good, good spirit to start. I know some people are going to come in the game strong, and that's going to rub people some some people the wrong way. Some people are going to come in as soon as they put their feet down. They trying to strategize, link up with this person, link up with that person. I think all of that's going to take its place this season. I think you got some new players, and I think some people are going to play super aggressive in the beginning. Um, my goal is not to play super aggressive. Um, I've always been a person that lets my work speak for itself. Speak for itself, um, and I think I just want to be subtle. I think I want to be subtle to start because I can be aggressive and I can be very, very dominant and I can be very, very tight, you know, but I just want to be subtle to start. What happens? I mean, you, you want to keep the NFL thing under wraps. Mm-hmm. Day one rolls around. What if Ooh. someone comes right up to you, says, I know who you are. I know your whole career starts listing out facts. You just have to own it at that point. You have to. I think you have to. Um, yeah, you have to. Um, at that point, my game changes. At that point, my game changes because I become enemy number one. I don't care what happens. When that gets out, if it gets out, I become, in some people's eyes, Superman. And I got to go immediately. Um, Even though, you know, hopefully if that happens, hopefully it's later down the line. You know, and I put myself in a situation where I got enough tools around me I can fight with that being out there. But if it comes early, I got to own it. Like you said, I have to own it. Not... 
I have to own it. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a problem. I just know my, the target on my back is a little bit bigger. What's going to be your deal with immunity idols? Are you going to go around looking for idols, or are you going to pump <laughs> on the brakes on that? I, I have thought about that. Uh, I think I'm going to look for them, but I think I'm going to do enough, like I said, around camp that people won't be suspicious. And that's what I say. I, I'm going to do enough around camp early that, I, and I do use the bathroom a lot. So, you know, I, I piss a lot. <laughs> so, okay. for me, I think between pissing a lot. Paging Dr. Mike. Paging. <laughs> get to the swap. Get to the swap. And, and getting to, being helpful around camp are going to be two different, two things that give me a little bit of time to just kind of get my eyes on things. I'm not going to be digging around all the time, but just seeing different things that I haven't seen and new areas that I haven't seen. And I think even one thing is just to maybe get up early and take somebody with me every day and just say, you know, let's go get some shit for camp or let's go collect some driver. Let's let's go collect something. And eventually I'm going to ask enough people that will be like, yo, go by yourself. We're not going with you this time. And I created a platform for me to get away by myself. How much Survivor have you seen? A lot. Um, I've seen, when it first came out, the first three, three, four seasons I was on the heavy. I was on the tough when it first started. Then I kind of drifted off a little bit. Time got in my way. Um, I drifted off. I think the last five, I want to say five or six seasons, I watched, like, on the DVR. I had it set. I watched. Before I came on the show, I went and... <laughs> went through it. <laughs> yeah, I went through it. But... I've watched, I say before I came, I've watched a lot of Survivor. Like I said, time and my profession kind of got in the way of it being routine for me, but it's always been something that I've watched if I could. You know? Cool. Um, what was the best advice you received before you came out here? Somebody who knew you were coming out here for Survivor. It was from my wife. It was from my wife. Um, she very blatantly just said, you know, be charming, be yourself. She was like, just don't get too far away from who you are. And she was like, you'll be all right. If you just stick to that. Just don't get too far away from who you are. And the last thing was, don't embarrass me on TV. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the best advice That's I really got. That's really good advice. That's probably the best advice I got. <laughs> That's awesome. What's the sneakiest thing you'd be willing to do out here? What's like the most outside-the-box kind of underhanded thing that you'd be comfortable doing? Hmm... <laughs> Hmm. You know, I, I've thought about that, but you know, I, I would, I would frame anybody. <laughs> I would frame just about anybody out here if I had to. I, matter of fact, I'm actually eager to frame. You want to frame somebody? Yeah, I, I think that's one of my goals. How are you going to do it? I haven't decided yet. It's going to be something that comes up where you know, and my least favorite person ever. <laughs> The sugar stealer, but just the idea of of your word against their word, I think is intriguing to me, and me being knowing who who's telling the truth. Yeah, but I would definitely frame somebody. I would definitely, if somebody had an idol, I find it, hide it from them. I would definitely do all these things. Like I don't think if it arises where I know I can get away with it, I'm doing it. Cool. Um, what are people going to dislike about you? Is there something about you that's going to get on people's nerves? Are they going to be annoyed that you pee so much? <laughs> they might be. <laughs> they might be. If I'm, if I'm pissing up close to camp. They might be. Stay away from camp <laughs> yeah, right? when you're doing your thing. Right, they yeah. might be. Uh, one of the most annoying things that... Uh, um, I got one... You know, I don't... 
I could. I never let people see me in a shitty mood. Like, I could be having the shittiest day of it all. You'll never know. And you keep that in. Yeah, you'll never know. You peel out, but you keep your shitty days I, inside. Yeah, you'll never know when I'm having a rough time. Another yellow card for you with that, Wiggler. Why? What did I do? Come on. What? What did I do? <laughs> and even if I am having a rough time, I'm going to tell you I'm not. And I think, you know, for some people, I, I got one friend that was like, yo, like, I don't even ask you how you doing because every time I ask you, say you good. Like, you never have a bad day. And it was like, yeah, I have bad days. I'm just not going to say, hey, I'm having a bad fucking day. So I think the fact that I, I'm going to be able to enjoy every minute of being out here, hopefully. I don't know. <laughs> don't, 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 don't hold me to it. But hopefully. That's the goal. Yeah, the goal is just to enjoy every moment I'm out here. And, uh. You know, hopefully I can stick to that. And that might get on some people's nerves that they might be feeling like shit. They might be frustrated and I'm in a good mood and telling them like, yo, it's going to be get better. It's not that bad. Yeah. That sometimes that gets on people's nerves, you know, like when they're feeling like shitty and you're positive, it's like, yo, get, get the fuck away from me. So, so the over positive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be a it might be. It might be. But hell, that's my goal. There you go. Uh, final one for you is why should people pick you to win? Why are you going to be the guy at the end on day 39? Ooh, that's tough. Um, like I said, I want people to know, and it's going to be hard to let people know that I'm here for more than just the money. Um, hopefully, somehow, some way, I can I can get people involved and get people to understand exactly why I'm here. Subtle, but surely and certainly why I'm here. And uh, I know everybody has a reason to be here. You know, everybody's going to have a reason why you should vote for me and Everybody probably has some long drawn out speech for why they should vote, why you should vote for them, or why they want to be here. But I think the way that I plan on playing this game, and I know it's probably been stated before, and I know it's probably overrated, and it hasn't been done often where people play with integrity and da 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 da. da. But I really look to play this game a different way. I really do, and I think being true to myself and who I am, but. Getting people out the way, but making long-lasting friendships at the same time, I think it speaks volumes. And I think, you know, if, if to, to, to throw somebody off a cliff and then help them understand and appreciate why you throw them off the cliff is strong as hell. <laughs> and I plan on making people understand that. All There's right. Alan Ball. What did I do? What did uh, I do? The, you know, that uh, the peeing and the pooping. Do you not know who I am? <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Okay. Well, I know. I am who I am. You are who you are. Alan is, to me, a little bit of a tricky case. I, I like him, but I don't know about some of his plans, the stuff that he wants to do. And then he's talking about that he's going to play the game with such integrity, but he's going to hide people's idols from themselves if he can. So that seems to me a little bit of a mixed message, which I think speaks to maybe not a great plan coming into this game. Do you know in terms of uh, just when he talked about as a football player that he's if somebody calls him out, he's not going to deny it. 
is he if somebody says to him hey did you play ball is that and it's not a pun on his name but is he going to then come clean with everything or do they have to recognize him hey are you alan ball from the former nfl player and then he will cop to that yeah i'm not sure like the the process behind it what i know is what he told me is that he was planning on telling people that he is a personal trainer, uh, yeah. which would, would not be a lie sort of similar to how Lauren Rimmer was telling me that she was going to tell people she's a landscaper and not a fisherman because she actually does do some landscaping and Alan actually does do some personal training and he's not in the NFL anymore. Uh, he is retired. So that was his game plan coming into it. Um, I don't know how specific uh, he was planning on being if he gets grilled on being Alan Ball specifically and like, you know, coming up with a laundry list of, uh, you know, all the things that he has done. Is he going to, you know, deny that up and down Gary Hawkins style, uh, right. a.k.a. Gary Hogaboom? Um, I don't know the full extent of the procedure. Yeah, but with all due respect to Alan Ball, where we have like a Cliff Robinson or a Jeff Kent, that those are sort of much more of the household names if you follow those sports. I don't know necessarily if people are going to hold that against him if he was sort of like a journeyman NFL player. Did they hold that against Grant or right. Steve Wright? That, that I don't think is a major concern. I just uh, like uh, I'm not sure about the plan. So I'm a little on the fence on Alan. All right. Um, well, let's slot Jessica and Alan in here. I'm uh, really curious to see where they land. Let me just add about the idea of I'm going to ask people all the time to come help me do stuff. And then eventually uh, they'll get sick of that. I'm wondering that if Butch ever played again in this hidden immunity <laughs> idol era, that he would just be like finding these idols left and right. He'd be like the second coming of Ty. Oh, my God. That sounds spectacular. Like, no, Butch. I don't want to go look for more wood today. Okay. Suit yourself. Find another idol. How would Butch do with chickens, Dan? Uh, I don't know. We never had any, but I think he'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sounds fun. Sounds fun. All right. So... I alluded to that I was not going to put Jessica at the top slot, which still belongs to Cole. Josh, I think that the way I'm looking at this is if I was Vegas and I was doing the betting odds on this season, I think that that's what this power rankings would look like. And I still think that Cole would be the New England Patriots coming into the season who is most likely to win the Super Bowl. I think that Cole is still probably the person that you would give the strongest odds too. So Just because he keep looks him. like Tom Brady? I don't know if he really looks like Tom Brady. That's about, yeah, that, that tells you something about me. But I still have him at number one. And I'm going to keep Desi at number two. I will slot Jessica in at number three. Just because I have her at number three in the betting odds, uh, you know, I think that I can still make that make sense. But I am going to put my bet on her. But I don't think that she is the person that you should look at this group of 18 and say she has the strongest odds to win. I'm just saying that I think that I'll put my chip on her. Okay, sounds I'm not sounds talking about like Silas Gaither, okay? Or your chicken chip. <laughs> right. All right. So then, Alan, I'm going to have him more in the middle of the pack. So after I slot Jessica in as the new number three, I'm going to have him just north of JP, who uh, will now be nine. I'm going to have Alan at number eight overall and uh, sort of the middle of the road. So my new pecking order no chicken pun chicken here. Right. Chickens, yes. One, Cole. Two, Desi. Three, Jessica. Four is Ben. Five is Ryan. Six is Devin. 
Seven is Chrissy. Eight is Alan. Nine is JP. Ten is Dr. Mike. Eleven is Lauren. Twelve is Allie. Thirteen is Simone. Fourteen is Ashley. Fifteen is Patrick. And sixteen is Katrina. There you go. With two left to slot. All right. Final two. Coming up next, we're going to be talking about the final two healers on the board are coming up next. We are going to be talking about Meanie Joe Mina, and we are going to be talking about Rourke Luskin as well. Final two interviews to close out that press day and also to close out this round of speed dating with these new Survivor players. All right, looking forward to that. Make sure you don't miss anything else that's coming up in terms of first one out. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Rob has a website.com slash iTunes and check out everything Josh is doing over at the Hollywood Reporter, THR.com slash Survivor. Survivor premiere is around the corner. We've got the Corinne cast assessment coming up next week as well. So a lot to do as we get ready to kick off Survivor 35. Looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say in the comments. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. 